The economies of Uganda and Morocco advance and also big news from logistics group Bolore. But first, a look at the integration of Democratic Republic of Congo into the East African community and the challenges ahead. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the Financial. While there is excitement about the benefits that come with the integration of DRC into the East African community, there are also questions about the economic and political issues that both the community and DRC are dealing with. In this episode, we are joined by Jason Rosario Baganza, the Executive Director of African Forum and Network on Debt and Development, and also Dr. Isaac Shinyekwa from the Economic Policy Research Center. East Africa community still has some teething problems like non-tariff barriers, conflict resolution issues as witnessed between Uganda and Rwanda. And DRC also brings with it political skirmishes that have dogged the country for over a decade. Is the community primed to deal with the new issues when it's still dealing with its own? Within the EAC treaty, there are very clear provisions um, under the principles of, of variable geometry that allow the Republic of uh, the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo, to gradually modify its laws, its regulations, its legal frameworks in a manner that enables it to start conforming and harmonizing with the rest of the EAC partner states. As I mentioned also, the Republic of South Sudan is also going through this, is currently going through this process. So I think it's going to be a gradual process. I don't think there's going to be any major uh, hampering of of, uh, the DRC in fully integrating. Um, It's just a matter of the rest of the partner states being patient and allowing the DRC to catch up with the rest of the partner states. I think domestically within the DRC, given the level of uh, political enthusiasm and, and, and energy it is possible that you know the, the government there and the policymakers there will work very steadfastly to you know start modifying and harmonizing their policies and laws um, to fit that of the East African community. This is especially because, as you know, the East African community currently operates um, under a customs union and a common market. So this means we have you know certain uh, harmonization around tariffs. And, and taxation, we have a common, common external tariff for those who are, who, are, who are outside of the East African community. We have mutual recognitions of uh, professional qualifications and academic qualifications to allow for the free movement of persons and professionals, and also for the transfer of education qualifications. And we're also uh, beginning to put the foundations for the establishment of a monetary union. This means a macroeconomic convergence criteria. So things like inflation, uh, debt ratios, tax ratios, GDP growth, and so on. And so, you know, we are, as a, as a regional bloc, very far advanced relative to the others like ECOWAS and SADAC. But I do think the Democratic Republic of Congo will uh, have enough time to start moving in that direction and, and modifying and harmonizing its laws and, and policies in line with the EAC. What are some of the issues that will hamper DRC's quick integration into the established EAC systems? I think that there are different ways of looking at it. We must respect and appreciate that the East African community has organs and institutions that are very well functioning and very well serving in terms of dealing with dispute resolutions, whether they are of the economic kind or whether they are of the political kind. 
we have seen time and time again um, East African community partner states find themselves in a bit of a spot of bother, but the EAC process in terms of the organs and the institutions have allowed or created the environment where partner states can sit down and resolve their differences in a amicable way without threatening the stability or the institution of the East African community. And so even though there are some challenges of the political kind with, with DRC, I think the the assessment and the calculations that the existing six member states have, have taken into account feel that the organs and institutions of the EAC are strong enough and are robust enough to allow the handling of these um, issues that, that the DRC might be facing in terms of insecurity. That was Jason Rosario Baganza, Executive Director, African Forum and Network on Debt and Development. DRC's digitization journey is not at the same pace as its EAC counterparts. How does this affect trade with its counterparts? On the side of language, uh, you remember when Rwanda decided to change to English at one point in order to be able to integrate with the EAC. They still speak French, but I think English. So when you have business that you are conducting with the people in the DRC and you have your language system barrier problem, it means to me that uh, you have to go through interpretation, which includes the cost of doing business at the end of the day. So you need a medium of communication. Uh, on, uh, when the pandemic came, uh, we moved into uh, e-commerce. We moved into a, a lot of trade uh, online. Now, you cannot do that when you don't have the infrastructure in place. Uh, those who have been to DRC, especially this part of the DRC that, that borders with us, some of these are foreign. They, they are hardly in the world. They are hardly in electricity. There's hardly the internet. So how are you going to be able to order things on online, secure them, and do all that when these things are not in place? It means infrastructure has to be put in place, and infrastructure is very expensive. So those are some of the, the things that we need to look at and strategically address them. So infrastructure, internet, the facilitative factor for trade are quite critical for us to achieve what we want. While there is a lot of emphasis on the key trade blocks like the East African community, why should we be working towards the Africa continental free trade area? If we first part the AFCTA, mm. the Africa continental free trade area, then it will dissolve all this confusion or what we call the spaghetti syndrome where one, one country belongs to many blocks. And uh, we have already started with the, the tribes guys which has Commissar Sadak and the ESC. Mm-hmm. That one ever reaches a high level then, then these loyalty issues will just disappear because it will be a bigger block. Just like you see a slice, uh, slice of bread making up a lot, mm-hmm. this block will help us, especially under the FCTA. That was Dr. Isaac Shinyakwa from the Economic Policy Research Center. Now, a quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The economy of Uganda advanced by 5.2% year-on-year in the fourth quarter of 2021, accelerating from a 3.8% rise in the previous three-month period. It is the fourth consecutive quarter of growth after a pandemic-induced recession driven by services sector, primarily accommodation and food services, and professional scientific and technical services. Industry also expanded solidly, helped by a 6.2% growth in construction. Meanwhile, 
The agriculture sector shrunk 1%, led by a 7.8% decline in fruit crops growing activities. The gross domestic product of Morocco advanced by 6.6% year-on-year in the fourth quarter of 2021, following a 7.8% rise in the previous three-month period. It marks the fourth consecutive quarter of economic expansion after a pandemic-induced recession driven by an 18.9% surge in agriculture activity amid better weather conditions. At the same time, the non-agriculture sector grew 5.6%, mainly boosted by hotels and restaurants, internal trade, utilities, construction and transport. French logistics group Bolloré has agreed to sell its African operations to container shipping company, Mediterranean Shipping Company, MSC, for $6.3 billion. Bolloré said in a statement that the deal, which is awaiting regulatory approval, is expected to be completed at the end of the first quarter of 2023. The multi-billion dollar deal will see MSC Group take 100% control of Bolloré Africa Logistics, its shipping logistics and terminal operations on the continent. As part of the deal, MSC will also take over the company's terminal operations in Haiti, India and East Timor. Bolloré Africa is one of the largest transport and logistics firms on the continent. Information available on its website says it has operations in 47 African countries with around 21,000 employees. The firm also has 74 agencies in 32 African countries. And a quick look at the market. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index ended virtually unchanged at 75,497 in a choppy session as traders continued to monitor developments around the conflict in Ukraine while also trying to assess the outlook for inflation and growth. Locally, Finance Minister Enoch Godongwana told lawmakers that South Africa will temporarily cut general fuel levy by 1.5 cents a litre until end May as part of emergency interventions to help cushion consumers from high domestic fuel prices. Recent data showed producer price inflation in South Africa accelerated to 10.5% in February, above market expectations, boosted by fuel prices. On the business front, mine and Northam Platinum posted a 60% jump in half-year profit as firmer Platinum Group Metals prices helped offset a dip in metal production caused by stoppages and COVID-19 absenteeism. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange booked a 0.8% loss in March, the first decline since September 2021. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Chris Adonis.